welcome back to the HR Grapevine podcast, the podcast series that takes an in-depth look at one of the most fascinating, important or divisive HR topics that is making headlines. I'm Sophie Parrott, online editor at HR Grapevine, and each week I'll be joined by a different HR journalist as we explore the contemporary practice and most pressing debates in HR within a short podcast. So join me as we properly pick apart what it means to work in the people function. Today, I am joined by Dan Cave, Head of Content at Executive Grapevine Digital Media. Happy New Year to you, Dan. It's great to be back. And I'm looking forward to this discussion with you today about smashing personal and HR goals in 2021. Hey, Sophie. It's good to be back on the podcast. Um, our first actual podcast of the year, which is really exciting. I'm already a little bit nervous as well, though, because we're doing a podcast on resolutions, goals and targets. And every year I intend to learn Spanish and every year I do not learn Spanish. So I'm already feeling guilty for being the one to appear on today's podcast. Well, you've said it on the podcast now. So maybe this is your opportunity to pursue that this year, Dan. Well, obviously, as we all know, 2020 was an extremely difficult and different year for employers and employees, and particularly for the HR function as well, which of course was at the forefront of understanding and delivering many of these changes. So whether this was to do with managing or understanding changing legislation, things around furlough, supporting staff and keeping morale and engagement up or any of the other things that the function was tasked with. As everyone continues to reflect on what happened last year, for many of us, this will spark the creation of new goals or resolutions, whether this is in their professional or personal life, uh, to help improve things and as motivation for the future. And the usual types of things that we hear around this time of year include, you know, things like doing more exercise, tightening the purse strings, quitting smoking, drinking less alcohol, or in Dan's case, pursuing Spanish, as well as different pledges, including spending more time with family and friends. And some arguably are better at sticking to them than others. I know for me, it's always a challenge to stay away from chocolate for more than a week. But there we go. And while some people may be pledging to be healthier or to work out more in the coming months, HR may well be renewing goals for the function as well, whether this is in terms of achieving and maintaining high levels of morale among staff or to help the business reach its overall goals through the people agenda. And I think this leads us on to the question of what the people function should and may be focusing on for 2021. Yeah, so obviously it's a time of year when people are focusing on what they want to achieve in the coming 12 months. But actually, when we were discussing before the podcast, myself and Sophie, it'd be a good idea to focus on maybe what HR's plans should be for the for the coming year. Now, obviously, they're all very firm to firm, dependent on how that firm dealt with the pandemic and other crises that 2020 threw at it, what resources the business has, what they intend to do, how big their team is and generally what direction the business needs to travel in. But the studies show that there are some general guiding ethos that seem to point in the right direction for whatever size firm and whatever kind of HR or people function team that you have. In fact, Gartner have done some really, really cool research are basically surveying HR leaders, looking at what they want to prioritise in 2021. And if we filter that down, they actually come out in kind of five resolutions or directions of travel that HR departments should be looking at. So I'm going to try and rattle through these really, really quickly. But the one that came out on top, so number one, is building skills. Now, this actually aligns with what the CEOs are most 
anxious about going into 2021. In fact, it's been a key concern of theirs over the last few years. It's getting the skills they need in the business. It's going to be tough, though, like I guess a booze-free January or a chocolate-free January might be in your personal life. And that's because the skills landscape is changing at an incredible speed. 33% of the skills needed for the average job in 2017 are no longer relevant in 2021, which is a third of change. That's huge. To continue, each job that is happens now, year on year, it needs 10% more skills just to exist. So, of course, this is going to be a top CEO concern, and it should be something that HR are focusing on. What the Gartner research suggests there is that you create networks within your business that identify the skills that you need, but that also give employees autonomy to sort out and to find out the skills that are needed in their teams, and then also to learn and develop those. So HR very much has a supporting role there, and it's something that it should focus on for the coming year. Number two for HR's resolutions are around OD and change management. I guess if this was in your personal life, you might think it is the body and mindset transformation that a lot of people talk about at the start of the year. I'm sure we've all seen things on social media, Instagram of people talking how they're going to transform either their their outlook or a specific part of like their well-being, physical well-being this year. OD and change management in the HR world though is a top priority for almost 50% of HR leaders in the HR study. And this is essentially about changing the way that organisations are designed. It's less about the tailorist past, which is designing for efficiency and more changing your organisation to design for flexibility, adaptability and the uncertain future. But it is going to be challenging. There's a lot of fatigue from all the change, transformation and disruption that happened last year. And then also you've got to consider that many firms don't think they have the skills in place to be able to do this and don't even think they've got the leaders in charge. So what is it that HR has to do in this area? It has to think about creating new structures of work, helping overwhelmed teams and getting those trapped resources that are in bad cycles and bad structures of work out from feeling trapped and making rigid processes a bit more flexible. As I said before, it's being less tailorist and more like the Netflix model of how they do work. If you don't know about it, read up about how that firm works. Third on the HR resolution agenda is looking at the current and future leadership. Leadership became a point of focus last year as people looked to their leaders to navigate them through an uncertain time. And with that uncertainty continuing into 2021, HR are gonna be tasked with finding more diversity for their leadership teams, getting better at succession planning, and making sure that leadership skills aren't just at the, the top of the hierarchy, but filter through every level of the organisation. And it's going to be quite a task. And that's because less than half of employees trust their leaders to make the right decisions or the best decisions for them. Number four on that HR resolution agenda is going to be strategizing about how to manage the future of work. And this, again, filters down into lots of different things which change based on the organisation that you're in. We'll be looking about how to navigate the future of work, understanding trends and the data that you get out of those trends and then passing it and ensuring that it focuses towards a strategy that works for you. It's about becoming an employer that cares increasingly about acting as a social safety net for their employees or caring more about their employees' wellbeing. It's about looking at the critical skills that are needed for certain roles, looking at the wider macro issues in the world and global uncertainty and creating a sense of resilience in the organisation. 
again, much like sometimes those January personal goals are made, it's not about being reactive, feeling that you've overeaten or overindulged at Christmas and you have to cut back. It's about having a strategic vision and purpose to your HR resolution. And number five on that resolutions list for HR should be about the employee experience. The Gartner study found that increasingly employees want a better experience of work. In fact, 2020 really shone a light on how structures of work wrap around what the employee is doing. And then it's about, if you do this well, making the employee experience a critical part of your EVP and talent attraction tool. It's also about understanding that the employee experience has changed forever and that hybrid working and different models of working are going to be the norm going forward. So to plan for that. So that's quite a whistle-stop tour. What it all is underlined by, though, is the last 12 months has been a massive moment of change for everyone, not least HR, as they overlook people and structures of work. But it's one that the function should be able to look optimistically forward from. Jason Fowler, VP of HR for Fujitsu in Northern Western Europe, who actually spoke to HR Grapevine of December last year about learnings can take away from this pandemic, said recently that, We're in a new reality where old habits and old ways of working have fundamentally changed forever. What this means is that meaningful and empathetic communication are more important than ever before, both in how the company basically looks after its employees' mental health and how they carry out their jobs. And HR needs to support leaders to fairly and effectively manage teams when being physically distant is the rule, not the exception. Of course, what Jason is saying It's potentially easier said than done, though I doubt many would disagree with him. Change will be tough and it's going to be multi-stranded and well-being and mental health are going to be at the centre of it. But if HR does create these strategic resolutions and goals, he says that what HR can look forward to is being the destination of choice for the very best talent and a place where purposeful work meets engaged and committed creative minds. And what better place than to pitch our latest magazine? which looks at the new normal issues with work, basically looking at all these aspects of change and looking at how HR can get better to make sure that work comes out of this difficult and transformative moment as best as it can be. It looks at how comms will play a role there, how the pandemic changed everything. And of course, what this podcast is doing as well, it looks at what HR foci should be for 2021. Yes, as you say, HR may well have its own goals for the function for 2021, which could entail some of the things that Dan just listed. But it's also possible that people leaders will themselves want to carve out their own personal goals. Perhaps this could be to develop a new skill or to try and figure out what kind of direction they want their career to go in uh, going forwards. And actually, before this podcast, we ran a poll on two of our social media pages to find out whether readers had set themselves a professional New Year's resolution or goal this year. And uh, the results that we got as a result of this were pretty interesting. So on HR Grapevine's LinkedIn page, 66% of respondents said that they had set themselves a goal, while 34% said that they hadn't. However, the results on HR Grapevine's Twitter page painted a slightly different picture as 56% said that they hadn't set themselves a professional resolution, with 44% saying that they had. To me, that appears to be quite a changeable or difficult stat and it looks like a lot of people aren't setting goals for this year that could be maybe because they're fatigued because actually it's about surviving and not trying to overstep the mark in this moment so with that in mind should we be setting goals at all at this moment 
Well, I think that's actually a very interesting question. And before the podcast, I caught up with Sir Carrie Cooper, who is a professor of organisational psychology at Alliance Manchester Business School um, about this very thing. And um, he said he thinks it's really important that people think this through. um, And it's definitely been a good reflective time for all of us. He said that in pre-COVID times, Christmas and New Year and that sort of festive season would usually be a good period of time where people would think about their job and kind of question whether or not it was still for them or whether they were enjoying the, the field of work that they were doing as well. And this is something that employees would be able to do because they had a couple of weeks over the Christmas holidays to kind of reflect on everything. Um, And he said kind of given the current coronavirus crisis and the changing nature of work, that this is a good opportunity for employees to think through their future and kind of consider where they want to be for the next couple of years. He said to me before the podcast, I think from a New Year's resolution point of view, looking at your career, what you do, whether you're in the right job, whether you're in the right sector, what kind of skills that you have, what you like doing, whether you're enjoying what you're doing currently, if there are things that you need to learn to move somewhere else and do something different. All of these sorts of things, he said, are important to think about. And he said it's almost a little bit like doing a self-audit. And of course, you know, it's great motivation to have these goals kind of guiding and paving the way for uh, how the rest of the year is going to go. But Carrie did go on to say the following. It's like every resolution, whether it's a New Year's resolution or a career resolution. The issue is that you have to choose something to do and an objective to achieve that that is achievable. And I think that's very, very true. Yes. So actually, what I get from Professor Cooper's insight there or Sir Carrie Cooper, that he's a man with a lot of titles, is that actually, should we just be setting goals for the sake of them or do goals, resolutions or targets, whether it's an individual or a HR function, have to have more of a strategic wraparound for them to make them worth doing? Before the podcast, I was lucky enough to speak to Liz Seabag Montefiore, who is the director and co-founder at 1080, who actually shared three top tips on how best to plan your career in 2021. And I thought some of the insights that she reeled off were pretty interesting. So first of all, she said it's a good idea to review the last 12 months and think about what you enjoyed doing. So you can try and arrange more of that type of work or activity, that sort of thing. Um, On the flip side of that, she said that identifying what caused you frustration or irritation in 2020 will help see if you can minimise those parts of your work or those parts of your life that you're perhaps not enjoying as much. Secondly, she went on to say that revisiting your career plan, or if you don't have one, then constructing one for the next 12 to 18 months is a good way as well to plan ahead. Um, For those that do have a plan, she said that they should consider how close they are to achieving the objectives that they've set and set targets to help them arrive where they want to be in 12 to 18 months or whenever the time frame is. And finally, she talked about kind of deciding on a skill that you may be interested in and working out how you can develop that skill and investing time into it. So I think that definitely aligns nicely with what Sir Carrie Cooper said earlier in the podcast. But unfortunately, that's all we've got time for today. HR Grapevine wouldn't exist without your continued readership and engagement with our content. Whether that's our daily newsletters, monthly magazines, webinars, live events, or market leading research papers. So to find out more or to sign up to our daily content newsletters, which showcases solutions and best practice answers to all of your HR issues, please visit hrgrapevine.com. 